gratitude is a full active um, embodied service to humanity and it's something that runs through your entire being and it's a presence that um, enters the body to this place of complete calm and complete, complete stillness and thankfulness, like deep thankfulness to the point where you could just like cry. And I actually had it come across my body yesterday. I was just walking home and all of a sudden I just felt this energy of just um, receiving the most beautiful gift from the world, um, like within my body. And I just felt so thankful. I was just like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And there was no reason for it. It's not like somebody had walked up and said, here's a present or here's this, you know, it's just this almost like a state of love or a state of peace. And to be able to tap into that in every single moment. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share new and different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Our guests, come from many different and diverse backgrounds. And the one thing they all have in common is a passion for gratitude. I'm Julie Boye, a gratitude and gut health expert, and I love showing you different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. And today I'm very excited as I always am, to bring you an interview with Monique Sayers. She is the author of A New Paradigm of Education, and she is full of gratitude and mindset shifts and just an incredible human being. I really enjoyed my time with Monique. She talks about having a real deep level of reverence for life and also shares with us how to find the right meditation type for you and several different ways to practice gratitude. Most importantly, she shares her very powerful personal story about how gratitude literally may have saved her life. I want to share a quote from the podcast that really struck me. Gratitude is a fully active, embodied service to humanity. It's something that runs through your entire being. I couldn't agree more, Monique. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your guidance with us in this episode of the podcast. A couple episodes ago, I had a chance to share a workshop I did about gut health and your liver. If you didn't catch that episode, I'll post the link in the show notes for you. And I wanted to invite you that if you are someone right now who is struggling with gut health, who's finding it hard to enjoy food or having digestive issues, and you want to consult with me, I offer a consultation at no cost to you at all. The link to set up a time with me can be found in the show notes, and I hope that I can be of service to you, not only through your gut health, your digestion, but of course, helping you to create the gratitude habits that will support healthy digestion and improve your gut health. Please enjoy this wonderful podcast with Monique Sayers. I do encourage you to listen right through to the end because the wisdom and guidance from Monique runs right through the entirety of the interview. Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boye, and today I'm welcoming Monique Sayers all the way from Uruguay. Hello, my friend. Hello. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you so much. It's so exciting. We connected through another guest on the podcast, which is amazing. So thank you to Anash Daya for connecting us in this way. I, you know, I just love that this whole gratitude community comes together. So Monique is um, an international best-selling author of two books. One is A New Paradigm of Education. 
so excited to talk about educating our children and the future. And also the journey of riches, the attitude of gratitude. She's going to share the story that comes behind that book as well, which is incredible. She is an educator and meditation teacher. She's also the mother of a four-year-old daughter, uh, a world traveler, you know, loves to be visiting new countries, living in different countries. And definitely she mentioned, you know, how it's been such a shift for her to be still for the past couple of years as we live through this global pandemic. So we have so many fun things to talk about in our podcast today. And, you know, before we get started, Monique, one of the things that I love hearing about is I just love to hear a little bit about your story growing up. You know, you are a world traveler. You love exploring and visiting new places. Was that how you were raised? No, I wasn't raised at all that way. I was raised in a small little beach town called Copacabana Beach, which is north of Sydney. It's very beautiful, very, very, very peaceful and quiet. But for as long as I can remember, I've just always had inside of me the travel the travel bug to go places. Like I remember when I was 12 and my mom came and said, we're going to go to Bali. And I remember just jumping around the room, like screaming out loud. I'd never been there, but it's like in my soul, I had already been there. And um, later on in my journey, I ended up living in Indonesia um, as an exchange student, as well as teaching there as well. So as well as many other places that I've been around the world. I've been in like over 30 countries. So there's a bit many to list on a podcast, but I love traveling, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think it's part of, uh, it is part of Australian culture, right? To leave, to travel, but it seems like you kind of took that maybe a little bit further and just kept traveling. Yeah. I just, I broke away from what you would call the system. Um, It was probably around in 2014, actually. Before that, I'd I'd done many world trips and I'd lived in many countries, but I was always kind of coming back to home base. In 2014, I had awakening in my consciousness, which um, really relates to um, both of my books, actually, that I've written, which is The Attitude of Gratitude as well as A New Paradigm of Education. Because at this moment, um, when I was studying in India in an ashram, I had an awakening inside of my soul. And from that moment, um, inside of myself was pure peace and pure joy and pure gratitude, like on the deepest level, like this level of um, reverence, like not this level where you're just saying words. It's like this just level of fully being able to feel it throughout the whole entire body and just kind of almost transmit it from inside of you and radiate it out to every aspect of your life. And so from there, I was able to make amazing choices for my life, which included yeah, moving away to Indonesia to teach, leaving, you know, leaving Australia behind and everything else that's unfolded since then has all come back to really my own attitude of gratitude and um, tapping into the higher consciousness and really just listening and, and following from that place rather than the mind or, or what somebody else may tell you, right? <laughs> oh my goodness, absolutely. If it's okay with you, I want to spend a little bit more time here because you shared a lot that really kind of touched me. And I I sort of felt it like on a visceral level when you talk about having reverence. So when you, you were at the ashram, were you studying there? Like, were you there for a course or a class or was it just like you were driven to go? I'd just love to hear a little bit more about that experience. Yeah, sure. So, um, I guess like anybody who's come onto the path of awakening, it always starts with a place of maybe feeling anxiety or feeling um, 
not good with life, right? And so I went through this period of my life prior to that where, you know, I was happy, but I wasn't really happy. You know, I was just like trudging along doing, you know, I had a great career and I had great friendships and I, on the surface was doing everything amazing, but there was just this inner part of me that just was restless and not satisfied with life. And that got me really exploring meditation. And um, the meditation I practice is called oneness meditation. And the first time I ever went there, I received um, what they call a diksha, which is a little bit like Reiki. It's an energy blessing. And I just remember moving into this place of absolute stillness and just feeling the best that I've, I'd ever felt in my whole life um, from that one experience. And prior to that, I had tried a range of different styles of meditation, including Vipassana courses. And even just, you know, when I was first um, young, like I remember in my 20s, I would like um, put a timer on in the room, you know, like a clock for 10 minutes. And I'd sit there with my eyes closed and just see what would happen. So I always had that aspect of myself that I knew that it's what my, my soul needed. And obviously, I got to a point where I was just like, okay, enough is enough. I need to break away. I need to make a change. And so I started to do these meditation classes and I would just go once a week, twice a week. And eventually I became a trainer for, for the courses because I just saw how amazing it had shifted my own consciousness because, I mean, there's so much research out there around meditation, right, around how it it's helping the brain, um, it's helping the emotions, it's helping, it's helping learning, it's helping everything. <laughs> I'm so passionate about it, actually. And um, that called me forth to India because the mother temple of the, the, the teachers that I studied with, um, Sri Amma, Sri Bhagavan, are based there. And I decided to go there in person and to really shake things up within myself because I was ready for it. And um, so I went there and um, it's really hard to explain what happens in these type of courses, but I did a lot of deep inner work and an awakening process happened within my body that has kept unfolding ever since. Because oh. it never it never ends the transformational journey, right? Once once the heart is open, there's just more and more and more expansion that comes through it, and love and joy and and service to humanity. It ends up becoming at first it's like a service to yourself, like I need this, help me. You get to the point where you are it, and you can help humanity, and that's where I'm at at the moment. And I just it brings me so much joy <laughs> to be able to be in that place, you know. Oh my goodness, yes, I can see it in your face. You know, even if you're listening to the audio, you can hear Monique smiling and you can feel the energy in her words as she shares this passion. And interesting that you, what I think is also interesting about what you shared is that finding the right kind of meditation that really resonated with you is also so critical. You know, so many people give up on meditation because they do sit in a room within a timer and they're like, this doesn't work for me. Totally. Right. There's so many options. So um, this oneness meditation, this is the kind of meditation that you teach today. Yes, I still teach it now. Yes. It's an um it's an, it's a blessing transmission. So it's um a healing meditation. Um, and there's also different versions of what you can do in each each session um as well. But ultimately it's you learning to tap into your own higher consciousness to be your own healer. So you're not relying on somebody, you know, which is what I think is so beautiful about it. Oh, it sounds like something I definitely need to explore more for myself as well. As I'm on my healing journey, I feel like I'm really deep in my healing journey right now as I'm becoming more aware of a lot of my own personal challenges um, around having chronic pain for my whole life. It's interesting. I'm just being 46 now and I'm only in the past year have I really become aware that a lot of the things that I was dealing with was 
what I didn't name it. I didn't want to name it, but it was, you know, chronic pain and, and healing chronic pain is not about healing a physical part of your body because no. it all exists in the, it's from the brain, right? doesn't exactly. mean it's not real. It's just, that's, you know, when it's chronic pain, it exists in the brain. So, okay. I'm excited to dive into that of my own, you know, practice, check it out. So to how do you like, so you've been two years, you know, two and a half years without really going anywhere. So do you teach everything um, through virtual ways? Do you have recordings? Like how do you share your meditation? Uh, it's all done live in person via Zoom, via a transmission. Oh, wow. And okay. um, I host different courses and programs, which is when I feel called to do it. We have a really big community and it's all across the world. We used to meet in person in different places, but since the pandemic, actually this weekend I'm hosting a course in here in Uruguay for the first time in a few months, which I'm so excited to, to go live and um, connect with um, this community of people. But yeah, it's, it's just all done online and it, it works beautifully. It's all it's because we're channeling through um, our own divine and also um, in alignment with what's happening in India as well, because, you know, every think works in alignment with um, energy and everything like that so wonderful okay good so we know that we can access that resource through you uh and you're you know it's something you're offering on a regular basis so it doesn't matter yeah, when someone totally. listens so they want to tap into what you're doing that's um, and all the links and everything will be in the show notes so they don't need to worry about that so I'm going to take our conversation in a bit of a different direction now because you know, when we first started talking, you know, we connected around this new paradigm of education. And I was, you know, I love talking about all that stuff, but, and then you said, you know, I think I'd like to be on your podcast. And I said, well, I'm really focusing, not that I don't love the conversation around education and unschooling and all the stuff that, you know, we're doing around education where you and I are really aligned, but I said, you know, really focusing on sharing really, you know, gratitude stories or people that are working in gratitude. And then you share your extremely powerful and frightening uh, gratitude story with me in just, you know, a little bit. I've only heard part of this story, but I was, and I know this is kind of where your book comes from, the one, um, The Attitude of Gratitude, The Journey of Riches book. Can you maybe share that story with us here? Yes, of course I can. And I also just want to refer back to the new paradigm of education and just say that that absolutely is linked with gratitude because uh, everything is gratitude. Mm -hmm. And if if we are not stepping into that place, who are we to serve children? Like who are we to serve humanity? Um, the book was birthed from the highest state of consciousness for the highest service of the children of this world. And it doesn't make a difference whether you're an unschooler, a mainstream schooler, a parent, an educator, a change maker, whoever you are in the world, you have a role to play within this paradigm. And it really just takes every single person to really rise up into who they are, to be able to lead out change makers into who they're they are and to listen to them. And there's a whole thing I can go into around gratitude around that because it, I really feel strongly about that. I almost included it in my chapter as well, <laughs> but my chapter was all about awakening um, in education. Um, but I feel for me, um, I feel like with gratitude, I'll just share like what my own personal tips with gratitude are, and then I'll go into my gratitude story, the surf story that you want to hear. Um, I, I really have a strong belief that gratitude is not a list. And so many people say, write a list, make yourself feel good. And it's only one aspect of gratitude. And I know maybe maybe in the beginning stages, um, it satisfies the mind. It satisfies you. Like rather than watching TV, it's like a distraction thing. Oh, I'll just write gratitude things out instead of doing something else. But personally, um, 
gratitude is a full active um, embodied service to humanity and it's something that runs through your entire being and it's a presence that um, enters the body to this place of complete calm and complete, complete stillness and thankfulness, like deep thankfulness to the point where you could just like cry. And I actually had it come across my body yesterday. I was just walking home and all of a sudden I just felt this energy of just um, receiving the most beautiful gift from the world, um, like within my body. And I just felt so thankful. I was just like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And there was no reason for it. It's not like somebody had walked up and said, here's a present or here's this, you know, it's just this almost like a state of love or a state of peace and to be able to tap into that in every single moment. So this is where I'm going to lead you into my story because, um, I was living in Bali, Indonesia, and I was teaching there in a school and, of course, this also aligns to the new paradigm of education because I was also really happy, really awakened, full of joy, dancing around the class with all the kids every day, having an amazing, amazing time with them because that's my role as a teacher, right? <laughs> to bring joy and, and service to them. And um, it was my birthday, actually. And I decided to go for a surf how I always do. And it was just at my local break. So there was nothing different. I was, I'm an experienced surfer. So there was nothing, you know, nothing different from what I normally do. Uh, I just caught a few waves and then um, it was just one of those freaky accidents. My surfboard, the nose of the surfboard just decided to almost like a fridge fly and land into my face, like right, um, right here. And I was actually really, really, really calm. I didn't know that there was a problem because I was just feeling so, so much joy and so much happiness from my surf. And I was in a state of consciousness where I was already in that state of um, highly activated, awakened consciousness. And I was kind of in my divine spirit with the, the ocean. So I was feeling okay. So that's how I was able to kind of just um, make my way through it. We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day. And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. It's all one word and gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude love letter into your inbox. It's something that will bring joy and happiness and of course, gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you. And I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken that week. So if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of wake up with gratitude in your inbox as well. All right, friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast. Um, this beautiful other person came over and said, oh my gosh, you'll need to go to hospital. And I was like, oh, okay. So she took me in her car and, um, 
And the whole time I just stayed in gratitude. Like I literally stayed in gratitude. I'm like, I'm not even going to go there to even look in the mirror. I'm not even going to go there to ask her about it. I'm not even going to go there to consider any other option, but the best hospital in Bali, take me there right now and, and, and help me. And I, um, I remember like with her sitting there speaking about the angels and saying, well, you're an angel that's come to guide me. Thank you so much. And she did. So she literally took me, <laughs> yeah, she took me into the hospital. I arrived and everything's happening all over the face. And I'm just sitting there just literally calm. Like, I'm like, this is my savior. This is, if I go, if I let myself go anywhere else, it can turn messy. I'm staying super calm. So that's how I did it. I just stayed completely calm. And I really think that's because of all the meditation I'd been doing. And my mind was just able to do it. I don't, I can't describe it to you more than this. And um, yeah. And then she was really beautiful. Like she found my husband, she helped me call my family. We got everything sorted. And I ended up like my face it looks fine now, but it was like quite a few years of healing. I have a plate inside of my face, a couple of plates, some pins. It was like a full broken cheekbone. It was really like really quite dramatic what happened and really distorted. Like I just came out of the surgery and <laughs> I remember looking at myself and just going, oh, like it was, yeah, it was not how I used to look. And But there was this little aspect of myself that just knew that it would be okay. I just knew everything would be okay. And I just didn't let myself think of it in any other way, honestly, 100%. It's like, I know I'm going to be okay. And step by step, day by day, I was, you know, I just didn't go into that place of, oh, my face, oh, this, all that. Like, none of that was present. I was just fully like, okay, I'm going to be okay. Step by step, day by day. What's the lesson in this? Ah, okay. The lesson in this is self love. You need to love yourself more. And, you know, why did it happen on my birthday? Oh, maybe it's a rebirth. Like, there was just everything that happened that was going through my mind. I just would could change it. And it wasn't like I was needing to work on it. And I knew that being that person that with the sob story is not going to help me. Like I need, the only way out of this is to heal. And I really believe that I'd already lived through my own sob stories prior to awakening. When I told you prior to awakening that I'd had so much darkness in my life and so many unhappy moments that I was like, they're done. They're done. Like the only way now is just to be, you know? And so sure. I did have pain in my face. Sure. I did cry. Sure. I had some days where I didn't like it and stuff, but to be able to, um, to witness oneself and almost like from a bird's eye view, as opposed to being in the moment and kind of pulling everybody's energy into it and causing this, this big drama around the whole thing. Um, so that's how I use gratitude to, to heal my life. Okay. We're going to take a breath for a moment. It's a big story. I know <laughs> it is a big, beautiful story. And there's so many beautiful things that I can take from that story that I, I want to, you know, I want our listeners to just catch some of the stuff, some of the things that you shared, because it might've, they might've missed it the first time. So sure, this, you know, you've, you had done the work, right? So at this point you had been doing the work and it's not the work never ends, right? The work never ends. But as you said, you'd had this awakening, you'd been through, you'd been practicing the meditation. Now you were teaching the meditation. You were teaching, you were living in a place of joy, of gratitude, of love. And that gave you the wherewithal to stay calm in a situation where 
you know, 99% of others would have just not been able to have that calm demeanor, especially with what sounds like a fairly serious accident. Mm. What's so interesting is that I'm sure you weren't consciously thinking of it at the time, but you know, when we're injured, I mean, a flood of, of chemicals, of hormones are released, right? Mm-hmm. Adrenaline, all these things. And incredibly by keeping your mind in that place, you affected the neurochemical reaction that your body had to the accident. And even just wisely not looking at it in a mirror affected your ability to remain, like even just keeping your heart rate lower, you know, I mean, we can talk about this, like outside of the situation, like these things are easy to do and they are not. And so when you talk about angels and you talk about that, it would seem to me like in that moment, there was definitely some divine guidance or I don't know, would you, I don't want to put words in your mouth. So I just, I'm listening to your words and it felt like that. Did it feel like that for you? Did it feel like coming Uh, from elsewhere? Like, yeah, I don't know if that's a big, like philosophical question, depending on what listeners believe or what myself believes. Um, But I think on this, the easiest way to answer that would just be knowing how to access my own higher consciousness. And that that aspect of the brain that's able to trigger that response, whether you see it as an angel, whether you see it as something in the body, I don't think any of that ultimately matters. Um, it's just that trigger that it, it releases and, um, and it actually just becomes like whether I have an accident, whether I sit here, whether I go to the beach, it just becomes wholeness within the body. So for me, it doesn't change if that makes sense. It's just there. So, I mean, again, (laughs) this all, Monique, this all seems like I'm listening to you say this. And when you say it, it seems simple and easy. Yeah. And it, and I can see that for you, it is, it's so, what's so beautiful is I'm seeing you as an example of someone who is living in this way, who is connected in this way to the wholeness, to the energy of the world and all these wonderful things. And you manifested that in the way that you reacted to what was a very serious accident and your, your healing after. So I'm so grateful you shared that story with us because you share the true, like you said, there's, there is an incredible power of gratitude that, that is hard for most people to tap into and it's also possible. And when you mentioned about, you know, your, your own journey with your gratitude process and about mm-hmm. the lists and all that. Yeah. And, you know, I've been a gratitude list writer for over a decade Ah, yes. And in my gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is over the past, even in just the past two, three months, I have really focused on ways to change and evolve my own gratitude practice because of people like you, right. That I meet on the podcast. And for those listeners who have been around the podcast for a while, I hope that they're able to tap into this deeper level of gratitude that, you know, you're showing up with in a way that we just haven't seen before. And so incredibly grateful for that. Yeah, I have different tips I could offer people if they were starting out with gratitude. Um, like the, the list writing does help the mind, of course. But another practice they could do is just to go into the heart um, with the eyes closed. And even just for like 
even if it's just for 10 seconds, you can just close the eyes and just imagine a beautiful golden ray of light that's entering your heart. And then be real with yourself. This is the step that happens with the the gratitude. People think they have to pretend to be excited or they have to pretend to feel happy or they have to pretend to feel good at that moment. If you don't feel good at that moment and you feel angry, feel it. That's my biggest tip. Feel that, okay? So you feel the anger. You feel whatever is present there and you just let it and you let it expand and you let it expand out of your body or you just let it expand and just feel it. And then you get to a point where you felt it, you've acknowledged it. From that moment is when the gratitude is able to be released because you can be like, okay, thank you. I see you and I thank you. No story, no like I'm angry for this, I'm sad for this, like none of those stories. Just, okay, I feel that feeling. I see you, I see you, I see you. Okay. And then another one probably comes in and another one comes in. It takes it takes a, a many, many years of practice to be able to um, get to a point where <laughs> expansion and awakening happens, yeah. but it's a step-by-step journey. Um, I also really love hypnosis. Hypnosis mm-hmm. for me has been really powerful. Um, I have done different uh, hypnosis programs while I'm sleeping and it works on the mind uh, very beautifully um, without you needing to do anything. You don't even have to meditate. You can do it while you're sleeping. And that also helps to um, make that chemical change within the brain, which also activates gratitude. There is, thank you for that, because I think we also want to acknowledge that someone listening today could be just starting their gratitude journey And at the same time, there are many listeners, like I said, who have been listening for a time and they're looking for deeper ways. And that's what I love about gratitude as a practice is that it can get so much deeper and we can just get into it in different ways and different parts of our life. And I, you know, bring it back to what you shared about this new paradigm of education and how gratitude can also be a part should, well, to me, not should, should is the word I try not to use too much. But when we think about the way that we're raising the next generation or we're raising children, you know, having gratitude, mindfulness, meditation, all of these really important things that are not tangible as a part of an education process, I feel like, as you said, it's it's intertwined and it's it's so important that wherever someone is educating their children, that these things are intertwined. So maybe you want to go a little bit deeper on that. I'm not sure if I'm going in the right direction based on what you shared earlier, but you can, you can continue that thread as you had mentioned earlier. So stepping into this new paradigm of education, it's a rebirth. So it's an invitation to let go of everything that's not serving in terms of educating oneself, educating the children, and then stepping into all of those aspects that are And when I was researching the book and interviewing all the different educators, parents, and everybody from around the globe, um, it ended up, I actually asked them all the same question, like, what's your vision for a new paradigm of education? And how do you feel like, um, you know, social emotional learning, um, intelligent quotient learning, and energetic um, quotient learning are linked? And how do you, like, I asked them just openly what they thought. And they all basically just all said the same thing in different ways. It all came back to different types of mindfulness processes within the classroom or the home or wherever you are for us to be able to tap into that aspect of the brain that's unseen. And it's just, I find it remarkable that as educators um, or, you know, people that care about education, that there's just this one type of education 
vision mode of, you know, the IQ, the IQ, the IQ. And then there's just this other multidimensional aspect of the brain that we could access and be like superhumans, you know, like I know myself, like I've had so much more concentration and I am happier. I am, you know, I am joyful. I am motivated. There's just so many links. And I know children as well have had the same, like, um, some of my colleagues, like one of them was a school psychologist, and she also brought um, this aspect into schools as well because it was just necessary for the children. Like they're not going to be sitting there and learning just by um you know, saying, okay, time to listen. Like there's a whole lot of chemistry that goes on and you've got to be able to tap into that place. And so I think by practicing gratitude, practicing mindfulness, it allows um whoever it is, yourself or the, the child or whoever it is to feel that that sense of calm and from that place is where learning can happen where curiosity can happen where choice can happen expansion can happen and I also um, strongly believe that parents and educators also um, should take a stand on this as well and really work on themselves to be able to hold space uh, for the children as well because you know spending all those hours per day (laughs) together it's just it's just so important that um, we are there in offering that service from that place of, of, of love, which is almost been like a taboo word in education, love and education, really? <laughs> That's my simple explanation. What's interesting, you know, as you talk about this and the, how you connected with pa- different parents and educators. So I come from a background of education. I, I mean, I was a camp counselor I was always teaching kids. I taught overseas for a couple of years. I traveled and taught in Switzerland and in France and, you know, lived overseas myself and taught and then had my daughter. And interestingly, you know, I would have these thoughts to myself long before she was not in school. I would, you know, I wondered, I was like, could I homeschool one child? Like I had this idea in my head that you needed to have more children to do homeschool. So it just seemed like something I couldn't do. And then we ended up, you know, homeschooling out of trauma. Like she was no longer able to go to school due to her panic attacks and her separation anxiety. And I, I was forced to bring her home. And I remember trying to be a teacher to my child, like to sit and to teach the school, the way the school guided me when she left the school system was go, here's the link online for our curriculum. Um, So you're just going to teach her the curriculum. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. So you just download the curriculum. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And not, but not having, you know, I wasn't in this world. Like, I just didn't know that that wasn't what you needed to do or what was probably helpful or what was even, I was even capable of doing. But there was this assumption that because I'd come from a teaching background that I could do it in this way. And it it was, there's a whole time of unlearning as well, which is a huge part of a new paradigm of education is unlearning. Like you said, like we think about teaching and educating in one way. And what we're doing is we're really unlearning and discovering. And I focus on, it's taken me a long time to get here. Listen, I've had my daughter home for four years. She's 11 years old now. And this balance of allowing her to become herself as a human being existing at this time on the planet And then also as a parent, like, you know, being nervous about her future. But my husband, I think still struggles with that more than me is like this. We have, we've, we've been, we need to, it's about unlearning that if we don't do education in a traditional way, our future is at risk. And I think you would maybe align with me on this is that it's the opposite. Like if we're not paying attention to 
getting out of the current way that we're told we need to learn, that's what the risk is of our future, right? If we're still stuck in those boxes. Yeah, that's that's it 100%. And I think that's just naturally happened anyway. The pandemic is a beautiful example of that. And what are we going to do with that? You know, a lot of people have started to turn to different processes for education. And ultimately, as well, this really links back to gratitude and mindfulness. A lot of people have found themselves during this pandemic amidst all the, you know, the trauma and devastation that people have gone through. There's been a lot of um, beautiful awakenings that have happened as well, just by needing to be in the one place and to find that place within yourself. I, yeah, there's... What I love, Monique, is that there's so many wonderful things for us to talk about. And I'm excited that depending on the timing, I mean, you and I, we're, we get to have a conversation on your podcast as well. So um, that'll be exciting. So whether this comes out before or after, we'll make sure we link so that we can be continuing the conversation on your podcast as well. I really, I appreciate you. And I appreciate the way that you have shared, that you live in gratitude. It's just a part of you existing here on earth at this time, on this plane, in a way that is very, it just seems, it actually seems possible and doable. And I love the way that you, and I think that's partly because of your background as an educator too, is your ability to share things in a way that others can learn that our listeners can take and say, yeah, Monique, actually she introduced me to this, or she's helped me with this, or I remember Monique said this and I'm going to apply it into my own life. So Monique, where is the best place for people to find you? You can reach out to me on my website, uh, moniquesayers.com or our website for a new paradigm of education as well.com. And your podcast, of course. Yeah, well, we have our our podcast is also called A New Paradigm of Education. And we also have a Facebook group there for anybody who's interested, any parents or educators who may be looking for alternative ways of education as well. Yeah. And we should be clear that alternative ways of education doesn't mean your child isn't in a school system, right? No. It can can look however it looks. And that's also been a really interesting learning of my own is this is how I'm educating my child. And this is the choice that has worked for our family. Doesn't mean it's going to work for other people, right? That's what's interesting. Is it allowing space for a new paradigm of education for all, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, it's beautiful to um, maybe you do this already, but I just feel like to close and just say thank you so much, um, like deeply, like feeling into that act of pure, pure divine gratitude within the heart center. And thank you, listeners, and thank you, everybody who's been part of this, because together we really do make a wave of more gratitude across the planet just by um, learning from each other and tapping into this kind of consciousness. So I sincerely, sincerely thank you all from the deepest part of my soul. <laughs> Monique such a pleasure to have you I appreciate you thank you so much and I'm just I'm so grateful that you've come into my life thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast I appreciate you if you're not already following us on your favorite app make sure you click on the check or follow podcast so you'll be alerted every time there's a new podcast episode 
If you enjoyed the episode and want to help us grow, here's some easy things that you can do. You can leave a review on your favorite app. You can share this podcast with a friend and send it directly. And you can also share through social media. Feel free to tag me on any posts in your stories and I'll repost. Thank you to Paul Tedeschini for doing the post-production audio for the podcast. And one last thing, I hope you're choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.